Hi, I'm Nicole Lamb. I don't do anything, and I'm the dilettante of smut. Uh, hello, my name is Chris Casso. I uh, run the website trustyhenchman.com, and uh, I am the unnameable. Ooh, I like that. Thank you. And uh, this is our podcast, We Should Write This Down. Yes, episode which, 12. <laughs> which I should listen to our own advice because like, I totally forgot a whole bit I wanted to do. No. And it's like just gone into the ether. It is unnameable now. Uh, you really should write this down. <laughs> I should really write this down. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. We generally record once a week. And so there's like a whole week of all kinds of clever thoughts and witty jokes and they just go away yes they flitter off into the night but speaking of recovered memories Mm. you helped me to uh (laughs) fill a piece of the mental puzzle (laughs) yeah which we spoke about like uh was it it last episode episode? eight yeah it was like the last oh yeah episode eight sorry time i don't know um but um it's when i'm editing the podcast that i'll hit you up and just be like yeah things things stuff um but there there's you know been a number of media um that i saw between like the ages of like six to i don't know 10 or 12 and i was too young to you know really retain much of them except for moments and those moments have haunted me my entire (laughs) like teen and adult life um and most of them we filled the gaps on like the gate and uh, a whole you know a bunch of others um, but there was one that I uh, erroneously described as some story about gargoyles, but <laughs> because there seemed to be gargoyles or a guy with wings. And so when you were editing the podcast, you kept peeing me and she's like, now I really want to know. Yes. <laughs> and you're trying to figure it out. And so I started doing searching as well, which I've done before. But I think I changed my search to something along the lines of 80s movie guy turns into monster bad or something like that and it only popped up like uh, a bunch of searches down and somebody on the internet movie database forums utilized a close enough combination of those words and they're like it's been a while since i've seen my demon lover and i'm like what And so I started looking it up and like the first trailer didn't really like it had a weird familiarity to it. But I'm like, but I don't see the right demon. There's this like this guy that like this girl falls in love with. But she's like a bad choice of guys in her life. Like she just takes in strays. And uh, but he whenever he gets horny, he starts to turn into a monster, but he still didn't look right. But then I kept on digging and there's a clip where like there's uh, he's at like a castle and there's like another demon. And then, like yes, he grows some wings and like it just like hit me over the head. It's like, yes, this is this is it. So now I have to uh, I don't have to, but I may buy it. You could at least rent it, right? I guess, I guess. It's like only $8 to buy, you know, so it's it's interesting because, you know, some other movies like High Spirits are like $1 to $200 to find a copy. True. And this one, which, you know, nope, I would assume is rare because nobody gives a crap. <laughs> uh, nope. Copies right there, $8. Just like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> Do I want to own this? There is a couple, there's like another cool looking demon in it. And I'm like, maybe, maybe, yeah. 
Uh, it stars uh, Scott Valentine, and it's called A Monstrously Funny Romance. <laughs> no. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, here, let me let me read the quick uh, description. Scott, Scott Valentine, TV's family ties, and Michelle Little discover that true love has many faces and occasionally claws in the frightfully funny romance My Demon Lover. The happy-go-lucky but lonely uh, Kaz, played by Valentine, is looking for love when he meets Denny Little, a cute, kind-hearted gal with an uncanny ability to attract stray pets and down and out boyfriends denny is sure she's met the man of her dreams but it's not exactly a match made in heaven because cats has a slight problem every time he's turned on he becomes an animal <laughs> literally complete with <laughs> horns fur and sometimes a tail will kaz ever be able to shake this curse and will denny finally bring out the best not the beast in her man find out in this monstrously hilarious film Joe boy. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't understand how this is a thing that came out of the late 80s and not a manga. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like a manga. Yeah, My Demon Lover sounds exactly like a manga. Absolutely. And, uh, I'd, even, even that summary, just that whole bit of like bringing out the best, not the beast in her man. <laughs> it's like, what? Don't you want both? What? I don't know. I think I want a demon lover, personally. Mm, I mean, I think we I all think should. that's the only thing that will make everything okay in life. A demon lover. <laughs> mm -hmm. it, it's the only thing that may quench my thirst. No human can actually compete. <laughs> <laughs> I require the fires of hell. Pretty much. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'll take a succubus. Which... You've been reading about a succubus lately, haven't you? Oh, shit. That's a great transition. I know, right? Yeah. So I read Saki the Succubus Hungers Tonight, Volume 2. And I uh -huh. read Volume 1, I think, uh, after the store went down. After the stores went down. Right. I really, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't like, I wasn't sure if I wanted to fully read it. Because the premise is that Saki is, uh, she's a young college age girl who is a succubus and she wants to so so succubus have to pretty much at least in this world i don't know much about <laughs> succubus even though i probably should because i think i might be one they have to like uh take uh, a man's essence in order to like feed themselves mm -hmm. and if they hunger too much then they usually set off these like crazy pheromones that make like any man just be like, you know, like immediately right. um, so that they can eat. So it's just like, you know, a natural thing succubus go through. And apparently yeah, there's yeah. just like a lot of succubus in this whole world. So Saki wants to fall in love before she takes a man's essence, but she just finds herself really hungry. And this guy Renta come is like comes across her or something. <laughs> I forget okay. how they meet in the first volume, but they meet, and he's a nice, he's a very nice, sweet boy, good boy, and good boy. he mm -hmm. um, invites her in and is trying to take care of her. She's, like, kind of out of sorts and stuff, and it's because she's hungry, and yeah. he's just pretty much like, well, you could stay here and, you know, like, well, make sure that, like, you're comfortable, like, I'm not going to do anything weird, you know, I just want to, like... You know, he's just making... He doesn't say... I don't think he says stuff like that, because usually it's like, I'm not creepy. It's like, uh, 
Okay, right. you have to say hmm. that. That I'm hmm, suspect, but yes. no, he's actually a good boy. <laughs> and so he's trying to he's trying to you know give her space and make her comfortable and stuff like that. And as she's sleeping, it's just like her clothes are coming off and her boobs are rubbing all over him and stuff because she's hungry. Mm. And it's like her succubus tendency is like give me that jizz. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> And uh, and he does, uh, because I don't know who could possibly sustain that amount of delicious boobage. Because one thing, the artist mm. in this, chef's kiss to all chef's the boobs. Oh, okay. We, mm-hmm. I don't know if we've actually mentioned the Aligarza perfect nipple, but like Aligarza used to do and maybe still does stuff for um, dynamite, and he he made these like really raunchy covers, and one of them was just like the like a close-up of a nipple or something. We've never really been able to fully track that down, I don't think. No. But it was like the most perfect, like it had just so much detail and shading and stuff. It was just the most perfect nipple. So, you know, it's kind of like that, uh, the story of the artist who had to make like the most perfect image or something, or he had to, you know, prove God. I can't remember, but he drew like a perfect circle and they're like, beautiful. <laughs> it's just like the, the current manifestation of that is, is, you know, seeking out Ale Garza, the perfect nipple. The perfect nipple, the world's perfect nipple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of those covers used to just like be so irritating to me but when that showed up i was like wow this is actually just some really good artistic talent here mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so yeah so i really like the art all the women are like very sexy and very cute and saki is definitely just like super adorable like if you like cute sexy girls then like it will it will sploosh you too so you say in this world that there's a lot of different sucky bus does that mean that there's a lot of sucky cars and sucky bikes <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to my husband with the with these dad jokes happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> so the um so by the end of it so okay, I keep saying so. <laughs> so Saki has a quote unquote sister that mm. is all about being a succubus and I guess she's worked it out to where she has like a couple of quote unquote donors that she works with and they have a very satisfactory relationship and she gets everything that she needs and you know they get off so it's great uh and so she's like why don't you just do that kind of thing why don't you and renta like you know just she she can stay here with you renta and it could be great Mm -hmm. and and renta is just like uh well that's up to her you know uh whatever and then she's just like (laughs) oh i mean i'll stay here but like we're not gonna do it kind of thing because I want to fall in love. And so the second volume, it's it starts off immediately. Like, that's how it kind of ends. It's just they're having a conversation. Volume two starts. Renta is helping Saki masturbate. He's masturbating her. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? And we... Huh? Big jump. I uh, wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, okay. And the, the one thing that I really love about this comic is Renta's penis. And Renta's penis is shown as a block, like a, a like a cartoon uh, rectangle, oh, yeah. like a sensor block, like yeah. a sensor block, because they're not yeah. they don't show genitalia in this comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They do show titty, but they don't show anything sure. else. So, so Renta, so Renta's cock is constantly just like, "Come on, my ear, give it to me!" Like, <laughs> what are you doing? And he's just so ridiculous. And uh, I think I might be Renta's cock as well. I'm either a succubus oh, okay. or Renta's cock. <laughs> Uh, but it's got a lot of great humor. The only thing is, is that like they do a lot of things where it's like talking about a, a lady succubus, 
with like a male donor, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, it's constantly like, I do this to men. And as I'm reading this comic, I'm like, you do this to me <laughs> because this is like ridiculously hot. And it's just got a lot of humor to it, which is why I like it. Cause it's not just like, Oh, it's smut for smut smut's sake. It's like, yeah, it's got good art and it's appealing, but it's just, it's actually very sweet because oh. Renta is a very good sweet boy and he mm. likes Saki and he's a virgin too. They're both virgins and he kind of likes, he just thinks she's so adorable and she's so nice and he, she'll like cook for him and clean the house and stuff ah. like that to kind of like keep, you know, kind of pay her way, you know, and be kind. And so mm-hmm. they just have this sweet little friendship and he's just like, I don't know if she would really like somebody like me. And I'm like, oh, shut up, Renta, you're a catch. She going <laughs> to fall in love with you in like volume four or five and then you're going to bone out and it's going to be great. So that's Boosh. the thing I think that keeps me wanting to keep reading it. I, I'm right. trying not to say coming a lot because it's too funny for me. Yes. <laughs> it is just, it is really adorable. It's just like crazy hot. At some point, the sister shows up and like Saki, she got sick because she's trying not to feed. She's trying to like masturbate to quali- to to stop her pheromones from um, flaring up so that Renta's cock doesn't like explode into <laughs> confetti. Okay. You know, right. it's another thing that she's very considerate about, which is very oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, she's a very, she's nice. a very good sweet girl too. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the sister shows up and is, and there's a little incestuous stuff, but I mean, that's succubus uh, demons, you know, they're, they're kinky and they weird. They get a pass, I guess. I uh, guess it's, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but you know, she's whatever. Anyway, so she, almost bones Renta. Mm. Almost. And then Saki wakes up and is like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) And then she's like, oh, I guess I shouldn't do this. Uh, Okay, whatever. But like, seriously, like you guys need to work something out because like this thing's not working. She's going to get sick and like her defenses are going to be down and whatever. Um, But yeah. So anyway, that one is very, very smutty. Very, very smutty, but has a lot of humor. I got that impression. Yes. Yeah. I uh, When I brought it home, I started reading it and I was like, this is too hot to just be like casually be reading this on my couch in the middle of the afternoon in one sitting. You got to drop it. Yeah. I just had to- Drop it because it is hot. It is hot. So it was just, okay, I'll make sure to read this manga in multiple parts just Mm -hmm, to have mm -hmm. like a cool down period, you know? Oh, sure, 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 sure. Because I, like I talked about before, I want my smut to be like titillating and exciting, like watching a horror movie kind of, you know, jolts, but I don't want it to actually do the thing that pornography would do for anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, that's not why I'm reading these things, because I don't know. I could just go full hentai if that's the case, but I like like the stories and the characters and all that kind of stuff. Never never go full hentai. Never go full hentai. (laughs) Yeah. So so that was a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of, uh, heartwarming demon things, uh, I saw in the new previews catalog that there is a new manga and it sounded wholesome and adorable. It's called Mama Akuma and the solicitation is Seer is a subordinate demon to Amaimon, the eastern king of hell. Serious in his work, he prides himself on his ability to make any wish come true. But when he's summoned from a grimoire, what awaits him is a little girl with but one wish. Please be my mama. <laughs> Seer's long road to motherhood starts here. Yeah, that sounds like your it's jam like, right there. Duh. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've also been reading 
Girl from the Other Side that's like up to volume nine now, and I believe it's a 10 volume series. And that one is very sweet, has a lot of heart, and I really like, um, I think you'd pronounce it Nagabe? Mm-hmm. Anyway, the creator, they like to do anthropomorphic stuff. In their wise, wise wizards of the wizarding wisdoms, wait, the wise, <laughs> wise, wise beasts of the wizarding wisdoms, in the back, they said that they wanted to, they were hoping that people would be inspired to read more anthropomorphic material because they really like it and it's really cool. And so I like that little blurb in the back and it was like, yeah, I think it has a place. And especially with the way that they do art, it's got this um, kind of horror element to it almost. I mean, the the Wise Wise Beasts is a, is a weird anthropomorphic boy love. It's kind of more furry, I guess, in that regard than I guess. But mm. uh, it's still really cool. I think it works for things like the fantasy magical realms as well as something like girl from the other side which is also fantastic it's like a curse upon the land a war Mm -hmm. between two gods one girl is immune to it and uh a cursed guy named teacher who's only referred to as teacher is um, taking care of her and usually people who are cursed eventually turn into trees but he's not he doesn't lose his mind or turn into a tree and he just takes care of her it's been a very sweet series and the end of volume nine, I was kind of like, is there another volume? Because if it ends here, that's kind of like, oh, it's a little heart wrenching. <laughs> but it could. It could have ended there. But I looked it up. I had to because I was like writing notes in my little comic journal. And I was like, wait, <laughs> is this the end? I think I even wrote things like that. Could it be? the end? <laughs> Wait, no, I don't know. Wait to the Internet. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So uh, a quick thing I'd like to chat about is uh, so you're familiar with the idea that when uh, halfway past like the midpoint of any movie where there's monsters and ways to die, they'll often maybe introduce a bunch of like cannon fodder. You know, like, here's a bunch of soldiers. Some horror movies will start out like, here's six kids in the cabin. You're like, perfect. Six unique deaths, you know, or something like that. (laughs) But that's that's a different formula. There's the the formula of, like, the once we're past the midpoint and there's, like, a bunch of new people, you're like, oh, you all gonna die. (laughs) So I watched uh, The Blood of Zeus, which is a new Netflix uh, animated series, and it's done by the same people who did Castlevania. Mm. Um, It looks just like it. The movie poster even looks like an ad for a, like, Metroidvania video game. It's it's supposed to be like a lost chapter of Greek mythology and it's very much like Perseus 2. It's it's there's another poor bastard literally um <laughs> who you know is the son of Zeus and blah 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 blah. Who blah, isn't the son of Zeus, you know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> so like well so here's something I did not That swan gets around. Yeah, I did not go into this with high expectations Mm. and some of that's like because the look of it was like yeah meh sure maybe but some of it is like i don't like greek mythology because so much of it revolves around zeus's dick right and it it is literally the center of that universe Mm -hmm. and i just he's a douche i don't like it right so yeah he he had another kid uh with doing a whole thing where he disguised himself as the husband of a woman Mm. so it's like great more rape thanks Mm -hmm. um and uh but so fast forward this guy whose name is like uh Huron is older uh him and his mother are pariahs in this small village and then this uh hunter this this uh Greek soldier named uh Lexa 
Alexia, something like that. She and the other soldiers were hunting down demons and the demons make it to the town. And one of the demons attacks Hiran and he fights, fights it off and da, 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 stuff, stuff is happening. And there's a demonic invasion. The cool thing is, is that they, uh, in one of the many, 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 many flashbacks of this show, they show you that the origin of the demons, it goes back to the birth of the giants. And they show you the, the, uh, what do you call it? The gigantomancy? Gigantomancy. Gigantomancy. <laughs> it's a war between the gods and the giants. <laughs> Baby talk. <laughs> Um, the monsters are really cool design, the giants. They're, they're really cool, actually. I like them a lot. And they pop up a bunch of times, which is great. We don't get this little tease. So we get a hero's quest. Crap happens. And then at a certain point, they introduce, like, here's, like, ten soldiers. They're going to help you. And it's like, oh, you're going to die. <laughs> but amongst those ten soldiers, there's, like, two ladies that are uniquely designed. And one of them is kind of like a rogue with little short knives and, like, uh, like braids in her hair. And the other one is, like, a big blonde Amazon lady. And it's just like, uh, tell me more. And they stick around for a bit spoilers spoilers sure just just the spoilers here spoilers and and you know like they they have to go through a wasteland where there's a bunch of rules if you look back you turn into the, the dust or something and if you you'll be confronted by your fears and like the the rogue lady like she gets like attacked by like imaginary spiders and then looks back and turns into like a statue and it's just like okay bye and then the Amazon lady makes it to like kind of one of the final battles. And then she just unceremoniously gets chopped in half by a giant Biden. And you're like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like, there's this thing that I've noticed though, where like a lot of the times it feels like the producer or the creators are so they know the trope. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what's <laughs> going to happen. Here's a bunch of uh, nameless idiots that are going to die. Um, and I feel like when they put a unique design element into any of them, it's they're, they're actively trying to fake you out because mm. we're so used to this visual language of like, these are the red shirts. They're going to die. Or it's not even the visual language. It's the storytelling language because I watched a, um, another movie called double world. And at the early part of it, these three guys leave a village to go into a, a arena kind of setting. Of the three guys, two of them got a unique backstory. The other one did not. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, you're not going to make it, are you? And then he got immediately eaten by scorpions. And it's like, yep, there we go. You know, the Suicide Squad movie did the same thing where they introduce every character gets like a, a mini introduction. Yep. And then one guy just shows up out of a car and he's like, I'm Slipknot. And you're like, oh, you're going to die. <laughs> Nothing. No, no new music popped up and you didn't get your own title card. You're going to die. You're going to die like in the next five minutes. probably. Yeah, because we need an example of your bomb going off in uh -huh. your head. Uh huh. So it's, it's just funny that we got these kind of uh, these tropes with shorthand and that the, the creators are messing with the shorthand language to try to, you know, fake us out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I will say that the show is it's it's OK. It's worth watching. The, there's like no characterization, exactly, except for like Zeus. He gets yeah. an arc. Yeah. Yeah. Because 
40% of the show was flashbacks, so that means he's there most of the time. So, like, he, the only person with a real arc. But Hera is interesting because, like, she's kind of one of the act villains. But the, the really interesting thing is the, the most engaging character is the main villain who is one of the demon spawn kind of guys. And he, it's not that he has a huge range. His, his, his main motivation is horrible, bloody vengeance. Um, <laughs> Of which he's very enthusiastic in engaging that goal. And he has a really cool, like, flying chimera and a wicked bident. Um, but, like... The chimera, I, I thought of, like, a like a Camaro, like the car, like the butt rock <laughs> of the 80s Camaro. That's how he gets around. Yeah. <laughs> Greece, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm kind of rooting <laughs> for him most of the time. And he gets his own little variation of, like, a hero's quest. And he gets a mullet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, he does have short hair kind of up front and a long ponytail. He's, he's kind of beginning to rock Party. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think there will be a sequel. There's there's a number of things where I was just like paying attention. Like you're not resolving this subplot. And I was getting angry. And I'm like, oh, you're probably setting it up for a sequel. That's fine. Mm-hmm. One of the weird things is that the main bad guy has a Cerebus with him. But, like, he's not aligned with the gods in any way. And so you're just like, where do you get a Cerebus? That's specifically, like, Hades. And Hades doesn't show up anywhere in this goddamn thing. Hmm. He's mentioned once or twice. And you're like, yeah? Yeah, you season two? But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you get the Chimera? Or Cerebus. Sorry, I'm still on Chimera. No, we never never know how he got either of them. He just got them. Yeah. Yeah, no. the bident the bident is explained. It's a it's a god's bident, and it's he found it on the corpse of one of the giants, and the giants are what turn people into demons. Mm. So like that all follows a certain logic. Um, and I think we can make an assumption about the Cerebus that I, that because the bident is like Hades bident, and you're like okay, sure. But it's at a certain point, uh, the main, the main bad guy, Seraphim, he makes a kind of a, kind of a pact with Hera. And it's like, that starts to make sense that he would have access to more stuff. But he already came with Chimera and Dog. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so set on the world building and, um, the mythology that it, it neglects a bunch of characterization. And some of those minor little details of just like, how how did tab A make it to tab B, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you should expect that much from this. Well, there's always that conversation for me about characterization versus world building. And, you know, the best of both worlds would be you'd get a, you'd get a little of everything and you'd do it well, right? Yes. But if you're not going to, if you're going to Rick Remender where you're just going to world, world build to the end of the day, but make these like soulless characters then your world building better be so exceptional that it carries the whole thing you know what i mean yep yep and if it can't quite do that and especially if it's not filling in some blanks like if it's not you know doing all the plots and tying them up neat then it makes it just eh. i'm 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 very much a fan of super strong characterization that informs the world building Mm -hmm. um and then let that world building kind of just simmer on the back you right. know, yeah, I, I might be being too harsh on this one, but it's it didn't quite feel like they hit that for me. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Also, I'm just I again, Greek mythology 
doesn't quite hit me that much. Um, if they spent more time with the Giants, I would have loved that. Um, I don't know what in general could save Greek mythology for me, other than <laughs> just you know, not having Zeus involved. <laughs> yeah, other than a castration. Yes. Um, <laughs> I I would like it if they focused a little bit more on maybe a tertiary god or something like that, because mm-hmm. we always get Ares, we we tend to get Apollo or Hermes. They all kind of get their moments in this. They kind of it kind of treats them a little bit like superheroes. You get you get some good fight scenes, you know, but. Um, I don't know. I, give me the Hephaestus focus or something, you know, mm-hmm. or even better yet, like in this thing, Hephaestus makes a whole bunch of Mecca. Just give me the Mecca. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me Greek Gundam. There you, know? you go. Greek Gundam. That that, Greek that Gundam. would save this thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. That stupid little mechanical bird from uh, Clash of the Titans. Mm-hmm. He shows up in this, too. Nice. You know, the little owl. Oh, did you ever see that remake of The Clash of the Titans? Nah. I'm yeah. I'm not big into any of that stuff either, really. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. It has a cool Kraken. Kraken? Kraken. Kroka. Kraken. Kraken. It has a cool Kraken. It has a couple other neat little monster bits. Their Medusa's okay. But it stars that one guy who is like the plainest action man that happened. Like, he was in that one Terminator movie. His name is Sam. I got, I got nothing to describe Which this person. Which Terminator? There's like 12. Uh, the one that was in the future that starred Batman. Oh, Christian Bale. Salvation? Was it Salvation? Salvation? Yeah. I, I, never, I never watched anything past two, which is how I think you need to do that. But I think Sam Worthington? Wow. Worthington, huh? <laughs> Maybe... Let's see. I think he's not had, worthy yep. of remembering. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, Sam Worthington uh, Sorry, was Sam. in it. Huh. Bryce Dallas Howard was in it. I forgot about that. Huh. Michael Ironside was in it. <laughs> huh. Helena Bonham huh. Carter was in it. Huh. What? Huh. Yeah. Did you just make that up? She's... No, she's in it. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Moon Bloodgood is in it. Hey, that's such a. I love her name. Um. Blood anyway, Blood. this is not the Terminator podcast. Moving on. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So besides uh, Sucky the Succubus, what else have you... Ha- Sucky the Succubus. <laughs> That's not it. Su- Sucky? Wait, what is it? Sucky. Sucky. S-S-A-K-I. Sorry, yes. Her sister would be called Sucky the Succubus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, besides that, have you read anything else good? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I've read a bunch of stuff. Um, well, I guess, I don't know if I should talk about meh things, but I, there is really not a lot of meh things I read anymore because I don't feel like I have to try new material. I just read what looks good to me. And for the most yeah. most part, it were, it's at least satisfactory. But another one of those things, uh, manga that I collected towards the end of the store closure was uh, Machimaho, the, the, I picked the wrong magical girl or something like that. I don't have it oh, in front yeah. of me, but I just write yeah. Machimaho in my uh, notebook. And it's pretty much just like an asshole teenage girl who becomes a magical girl, like Sailor Moon style. And uh, it's okay. It's one of those things where I, I think it is actually dr- it, the creator is somebody who does hentai, which was just kind of like, okay, you're a hentai guy who's doing kind of a tame magical girl twist. That's mm. interesting. 
Uh, mm. It's not it's not smut. I mean, there are panty shots because you just I guess if you're a hentai creator, you can't help but do panty shots in everything uh, ever. I guess. I guess. It's like, it's like hot wired into you. Yeah. And like the Sailor Moon costume is fairly, you know, it's fairly similar to a Sailor Moon, except they're not wearing shirts. So there's just bows over their titties. It's just like, of course, of course. But there's just it's that thing where it's world building versus characterization where there, it's kind of weak on both. And the characterization is just like, I'm mean girl, and she good girl, and he okay guy, you know? And it's just like, okay, do you have anything else besides nah. that? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of fight scenes, and they're kind of Dragon Ball-y, where it's like, they're in they're in the sky uh, staring at each other for like many, 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 many panels. And you're like, okay, right. are they over 9,000 yet? Or are we right, waiting right. to Super Saiyan? <laughs> like, what are we doing? And I don't know, there's interesting things in there, but there's one, you know, like, um, was it, was it Adam Hughes who did that, like, Betty and Veronica book? Yes. And he tried to make a joke about wordy panels, and so he made a whole page of just wordy, like, a wordy right. bubble speech things, making a speech about doing that thing, but he right. did the thing, so it wasn't funny. Yes. It's like, your joke is not actually a joke, you executed it immensely yeah. poor immensely poorly <laughs> like immensely I poorly so it does that thing where the little alien creature who comes down and bestows the magical gift upon you know asshole girl it says meow in between everything mm. so instead of groceries it's like grow meowseries and you're Ow. like so that's annoying and then the main yes. character is like that's fucking annoying stop doing it and <laughs> And then they do, but only around her. So then they'll keep doing the meowy thing when they're talking to other people. And I'm like, it's that joke right. that's not a funny joke because you're just doing the annoying thing. Yeah, that's pretty obnoxious. So it does that. And then there's another character where it's like this kind of punk guy who likes to wear a big like pompadour thing. Mm-hmm. He Have I talked about this before on the podcast? Uh, the pompadour sounds slightly familiar, but it I don't know. It sounds familiar, but yeah, well... Well, this was volume two anyway, so. Okay. <laughs> the pompadour thing is just a wig. And yes. he's actually like a pretty decent guy who's like really into his job as like cooking at this restaurant or something. Mm-hmm. And he's the most interesting character to me. And he's kind of he's kind of getting sweet on her a little bit, like the main character. And she just doesn't care about anything and doesn't, you know, whatever. And he's just like, I'm going to be your henchman, you know, and it's just like, okay. I kind of just want his story because he seems right. to be the only one who actually has some character and an interesting dynamic where it's like, I'm kind of a bad boy and I wear this like weird wig thing for no reason. But like when he takes the wig off, he's just this like beautiful, gorgeous man. And you're just like, hmm. so you just want to look like a weirdo? That's fine. Hey, yeah, that's what you mean. But it makes it interesting. <laughs> Speaking of Pompadour, sorry, side note. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching Food Wars, uh, the anime <laughs> yeah. for Food Wars, and there's a character with a huge Pompadour, and somebody slices the front of it off. <laughs> and then later on, they are like uh, bandaging it <laughs> back to his hair. That's awesome. I just love that visual. Oh, I love that too. It's great. On, on the subject of magical girl stuff, or did you have more you want to talk about on that? Nah. Nah. Um, I started reading, it's on Tapas, uh, Magical Boy, and I absolutely love it. Um, it's about a trans man, and they, basically their mother is 
dead set on them growing into the role of being a magical girl protector of the universe because everybody in the bloodline has been every every mother has a daughter and is passed on and uh maxo identifies as a male they all this stuff starts to happen where they start seeing people's auras they're like is this puberty what's going on (laughs) and they're trying to figure out like how to come out to their parents uh, Max's best friend is very supportive, and uh, one of their old friends it was raised in a super religious uh, way, and they think that they're sinning before God, and her aura is pretty crappy. And the big demon uh, that, you know, is about darkness, I think his name is Devoid, is, you know, about to come back. There's a cat, you know, that's supposed to be, like, the guardian. Mm-hmm. I think the cat's name is Walnut. Um, <laughs> Walnut. Yeah. And, and so the, the best part is when one of the monsters finally shows up and Max has to fight, like they get like the, the wand and they start just like beating the crap out of the monster. And the cat's <laughs> like, you're supposed to be graceful. And the cat and, and Max is like, screw that. Um, and then against Max's will, he is turned into a magical girl, like the, the whole transformation process. And he gets this really like frilly dress and everything. He's really distressed because all the other clothes disappears, including the binder that he was just gifted. Mm. Um, and so there's like the body dysphoria moment. And so I'll, uh, at the point I'm at, they're still trying to resolve like, uh, Max's relationship with his mother, mm-hmm. you know, what they can do about this because they still have to fight this horrible evil demon thing. But can the magical power maybe like respect their decision as to who they are? Mm-hmm. I really love the, the art style as well. It evolves quickly from like the prologue to like episode three and four and it's very smooth and max's facial expressions are great because he's constantly like what the fuck about all these (laughs) things happening to them yeah it's it's really really good i think it won an award from the prism awards Mm. and uh, so i highly recommend it nice it's very good it is by the creator's name is the cow (laughs) k-a-o um so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Hmm, it's pretty cute. We definitely I, have like a demon theme going on here with a touch of magical girl. It makes me think about you. We like to have a lot of stuff where you take something extraordinary and then you make a slice of life out of it. You know, like we like the way of the house husband, where he was like king yakuza but now he is you know the best house husband and doing everything like with the most extreme face yes (laughs) but doing it for the love of his wife so it's Mm -hmm. very precious i don't know i'm feeling something like an aim soldier and how they like to do things with aim (laughs) soldiers and have them being like i need to pay off my mortgage you know shit like that but then Mm -hmm. also having a demon but it's just like a tertiary demon you know they're not like a demon lord or anything you know so you want them to be roommates? I mean, I'm just thinking of one person, but what are you thinking about two? Because I'm I'm interested in this roommate situation. Tell me. Well, more. okay, wait. So is this set in the Marvel universe? Because you started with Aim Soldier. I did. I was kind of thinking of it at. Oh, I kind of like this now, though. I was yeah. thinking about a demon that is like an Aim Soldier. You know what I mean? Where oh. they have personality, but they're in the background. They're like this name, this faceless kind of you know, henchman okay. type thing. But now I kind of like that they they had some experiment where they opened up Limbo and they took out a demon and now he has to live with one of the AIM soldiers. 
Yes. So this is what I'm. Uh, this is where I'm going with okay. it. I think that the demon should be a henchman of like Mephisto's. Yes. Um, or Dormammu. It could be a mindless one. But I think the demon might be better because the mindless one might not be able to talk too much. True. Aim soldier. <laughs> He's the third roommate that nobody talks to. <laughs> just wakes up in the middle of the night and like is drinking milk out of the fridge and they're just like oh yeah that's just the mindless one he piggybacked on yeah yeah yeah. so so (laughs) aim in their scientific experiments decided to open a portal to hell Mm -hmm. um and the thing is nothing came of it they got some like good readings they thought they saw a spike that would indicate that they summoned something but nothing actually showed up but it turns out that the demon piggybacked into the one sad sack aim soldier (laughs) uh let's see here trying to come up with a good name for him well i'm thinking it doesn't necessarily have to be a him maybe it's susan (laughs) you really like susan that's the second time a crustacean (laughs) high had a susan the lobster yes yes maybe not susan wait so the demon you're thinking of the demon's name or the aim soldier's name the aim soldier's name okay yeah 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 yeah. so here's the trick i don't want it to be like a particularly good aim soldier i want it to be kind of like bob the hydra agent so daniel (laughs) (laughs) my apologies to all of our daniels sorry daniels no it's okay um it's your fault for being named that (laughs) no no uh (laughs) <laughs> it could be i'm just i'm just i might be a little bit bored if it's just your normal kind of guy yeah, yeah you know yeah. soldier you know because yeah. most of most of the terrorists that there's a funny joke about this sounds weird uh in marvel <laughs> comics it's like bob the hydra agent you know well so there was like demolition guy demolition man or what's his name d-man who was in lockjaw and he oh, was yeah, down yeah. on his luck D-Man. and like sleeping on someone's sofa or something yeah. Yeah. So something like that, like that kind of characterization where they're just kind of a sad sack sort of thing. Things aren't just going right. Just kind of a sad sack. Things aren't right, you know. Um, and the, so they, they, uh, the demon piggybacked onto their soul and then just because they didn't want to be captured by the aim experiment. The thing is, the portal opened a bunch of portals and one of the mindless ones also piggybacked, but they don't realize this till a bit later. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like just a, a third host. When when our hapless aim figure, I really want to get them nailed down. I think I want it to be a lady who has to put up with a lot of bullshit from the other aim soldiers. Okay. Yeah, because they're all they're these are all like bottom of the rung aim soldiers. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be kind of taking out their frustrations and they're going to be a bunch of misogynistic assholes. And she's she's in there with them and they're just kind of like, ugh, give it to Susan. Let her Marla. Do, Marla. Marla. Yes. <laughs> Let Marla be the one to clean up after the demon portal incident. And so she gets... <laughs> And so, so this demon becomes like her roommate because the demon's on the run from Mephisto. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The demon tries to help out, but he's kind of shitty at it too. That's why he's on the run. Yes. And it's not yes. even really odd couple. It's kind of like they're kind of a pairing. They're, they're kind of a good pair, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, now, is it something where they try to try to like help each other out like a friendship develops or is it one where they're just like both kind of like 
uh, I guess we're stuck this way or something like. It starts out that way. Okay. It, it starts out that way, but then they kind of get 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 together, you know. And, and the mindless happens. one is essentially like their dog now at this point. Yeah. 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 Or like, except for or like their pet lizard. Let's be honest. Yeah, pet lizard, <laughs> pet lizard, and it's drinking the milk out of the carton in the middle of the night, yeah. stuff like that. They don't really think too much of it because it doesn't do much because it's like a pet lizard. Right. But in the background, it's the smartest one. Ooh. Its name is Carl. <laughs> Carl. Carl. <laughs> Because <laughs> they come back to the apartment and, like, the shoes have been eaten, even though mindless ones don't have mouths. And they're like, Carl. <laughs> so what is the name of this series? My brain immediately tried to make a manga title out of it. <laughs> yes, there's nothing wrong with that. My job sucks and all I have is this demon attached to my soul. Volume one. <laughs> Volume one. <laughs> That's uh, we're definitely going to put that one up in the running because that sounds like the perfect manga title. <laughs> but if if it was published by Marvel, like somebody just said, sure, make a five issue miniseries of this and have have a blast. <laughs> like, what would it be called? I'm still leaning towards yours. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Dorma who? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yes. That's pretty Mephest good. Mephest no. No, I don't know. Mephest no. <laughs> You're going to have to edit out a bunch of like empty air here because yeah. I'm legit like trying. It's it's like I'm taking two sticks and trying to start a fire here. <laughs> it takes a little while. It does. I mean, well, I mean, that's that's part of this whole thing is we're doing this on the fly. So you got to try to brainstorm. So is this going to be a romantic comedy? See, I don't know. Do I want to do that? Do I not want to do that? Yeah, I don't know if that's a little too too much. I kind of like the idea of like they becoming friends enough and him being like, you know what? You'd really like Beelzebub. I should probably hook you guys up. You know, mm -hmm. if I ever get back into hell, I'll give him a call or something like that. And there's but, like <laughs> blind demon matchmaking or something. Maybe he can sense other demons that are just like incognito and there's somebody who can like shapeshift. And she starts a relationship, and then he's like, should I tell her that he's a demon or not? Because they're really hitting it off, and I mm -hmm, she might not mm -hmm. like it, or something like that. There's some kind of conflict there. Could be, could be. It could also be that the two of them decide that they're exceptionally good at hooking other people up. Mm -hmm. And so they're basically, that that's their, they they make a new job out of it, aside aside hustle ah. where their hookup their their hookups for henchmen nice Ooh. Hookups so for henchmen. that's the name of their business yes uh and i think that the name of the book could be called aim for the heart <laughs> uh. nailed it i think you nailed it i think that's yeah, it yeah and she's wearing that beekeeper outfit most of the time absolutely you know um and it makes no sense because she's just hanging out in her apartment, eating mm -hmm. cereal in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. How? And uh, <laughs> Carl is like, <laughs> they start this business and Carl is like the secretary. <laughs> and he's really good at his job, but you just mm -hmm. can't talk to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't mm -hmm. talk to him. He just won't talk to you. Hmm. What if he like makes an app for the, the hookups for henchmen? Like just... 
they just happen and he's just like because he's really good at yeah, it. yeah and then he's just like here i made an app but he doesn't say that he just hands it to them and they're like an app this is great <laughs> carl Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's what Carl does throughout the series. They're just like, if only we knew a way to get around the security system of the Hydra base. And he just hands them like the code key. And they're like, how did you? Okay. Yeah, thanks. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Just yeah. just so that we don't have to worry too much about writing some of the plot out. There you Carl's go. just the duet machina that just fixes everything. Yeah. 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 I'm liking this. I'm down I'm with this. this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that Carl, like, he doesn't really care either way if, like, things work or not. It's just that he can do stuff, so he does. But then he's so nonchalant about it. He goes back mm-hmm. and tries to, like, eat cookies, even though he can't do any of that. Yep. <laughs> Carl's just happy to have a home yes. now. Yeah. That's not in the uh, space between dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> and that Dormammu ain't giving ain't given Carl shit no more. Right. You know? Right. That's, he's actually that's, appreciated that's, here. <laughs> yeah, that's the constant flashbacks is the Ramamo just just giving shit all the time to Carl. You know, why did you fail in killing Doctor Strange? Why can't you, uh, you know, bake the way I want you to bake? I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I love it goes from why can't you kill Doctor Strange and why are there walnuts in my chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> you know I'm allergic. What are you... <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to kill me? Uh, yes. And Carl's just had enough, and he saw that opening. What's the name of the demon from Mephisto's dimension? Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I. What are demon names usually? Uh, I don't really know a lot of demon names. Herod the Unflinching. I don't know. Um, That's something. <laughs> or the Un... Forgivable? Nah, whatever. Demon the- name list of theological demons. Asmodeus, Balau, Shumagorath. Ooh. We need to get Shumagorath up in this somehow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. There's a lot. Shumagorath is their first customer. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. There's a, in Christian demonology, there's somebody named Amy. <laughs> Amy? Just Amy? Really? Okay. Christians? Amy is the name of our demon. <laughs> uh, that just took care of itself right there perfectly. Yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. Thank you, Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Whether you're right mm-hmm. or wrong, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, Amy wanted to get out because they get a lot of shit. Um, well, yeah. Cause, and I mean, also they have to work with Mephisto and nobody likes that. Right. It's very awkward. <laughs> Mephisto and Blackheart, who's Mephisto's son, and mm, it's mm-hmm. basically the equivalent of working with Trump and Trump Jr. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. All that nepotism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just like, no, I had to get out of that, man. <laughs> you don't understand. It yeah. was terrible. <laughs> and I'm a demon. I'm used to terrible things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm progressive, though. <laughs> this is not cool. Don't like this. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yes. I like yes, that. Yes. I would like that their name is Amy, but they uh, have no gender. I don't know why. I just like that. So I not, I'm not set on anything, but in my mind, the way it was beginning to form was that I'm thinking Marla might be Ace. I think Amy's just, just a guy. And I think Carl in my head is non-gendered. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, non-binary. Okay. Um. 
and Amy is is down with like becoming like this uh, romance consultant because Amy, you know, values values, you know, people finding true love and all that, regardless, <laughs> regardless of how they identify and uh, if they're terrorists or not or demons <laughs> or not. And uh, Amy, in the meantime, he's just kind of like, what? OK, fine, we're doing this. <laughs> As long as I'm not working under Trump Jr., it's fine. Kind of like this idea that they're like a hopeless romantic, but like for others. Yeah. Like Amy's just like, true love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, yeah, we can we can always develop like them finding a, uh, a relationship down the line. Um, but this is their escape from the horrible monotony of working at uh, uh, the lower ranks of uh, AIM. Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, there yes. you go. We already we somehow made a fan fiction, and it was just from talking about demons for like forty five minutes. Yeah. Aim for the heart. Aim for the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Well. Uh, since we have a success there, I guess, should we, uh, <laughs> end should on we a call high it? note? <laughs> yeah. end on a high note. I guess so. Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Uh, then it is time for quick plug. Please check out my work at trustyhenchman.com. Uh, you will find reviews and stuff over there. You can support me on Patreon for $3 a month. You get a weekly newsletter which are pretty, pretty beefy, pretty girthy, if I may say. <laughs> uh, you get a lot of, lot of good uh, information through those and reviews and blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, time for awkward goodbye. Well, what's awkward is that I'm not going to say goodbye right now because <gasps> besides going, you know, following the Patreon or going to trustyhenchman.com, you could just at least follow him on Instagram with trusty yeah. underscore henchman on mm. Instagram and check it out from there. And he'll usually post links. He's got a, a great picture up of uh, she, she Dwarf, which we talked about in a previous episode with Optimus yes. uh, saying this is some good shit right here. You should mm-hmm. read this. So yeah, there's some good stuff on there. And at least give him a follow there. And just follow him everywhere. Just do it. Follow. <laughs> just be just be the creature from It Follows. Yeah. And I will look back every once in a while and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, that's it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. What the fuck?